from a flightless simulator at Ferris Air to a momentous meeting in an alley to the complex mind of an architect to every far sector in space and to the brilliance of the central power battery on OA this is the podcast that covers the adventures of all of your favorite ring slingers this is the Emerald Echo with your hosts Adam and the Emerald Enthusiast Welcome to another episode of Emerald Echo, a Green Lantern podcast and vidcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me is my co-host, the Emerald Enthusiast himself, Donnie. Donnie, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Ring Slingers? It's a man whose ring runs on Fanboy Energy, the podcasting machine, the big nerd in green. And if you're a fan of this podcast, as the old saying goes, if you love it, you got to put a ring on it. And that's what we're here to do today. Talk about Green Lantern number 10. All right, Beyonce. Um... <laughs> But um, also on the list. But anyway, anyway <laughs> um, um, <laughs> oh, God. It's already derailed that we're about 45 seconds in. Uh, yeah, we're going to, today's main topic is, of course, the uh, current ongoing uh, Green Lantern series, issue number 10, uh, which we will review as our main uh, focus today. There is some comic related news that has a could have a effect on on Green Lantern. So we'll talk about it. Um, okay. As you know, um, uh, Justice League, the ongoing Justice League uh, book is currently being written by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, we reviewed a couple early issues, but I wasn't really digging it and I dropped it. So we haven't reviewed it since. Uh, it has since come to light that issue 74 will be, um, um, will be uh, Brian Michael Bendis's last issue. Um, and this, is a, this is in April, right? Uh, I believe you can fly. No, I believe that's March because then April is what we're gonna the news that we're gonna talk about. Oh, okay, April's all right, right? Okay, um, I heard something about April. Okay, right. So his last issue is issue 74. Okay, issue 75, which hits in April is a special issue that's going to be written by um, by Joshua Williamson, who is the current writer of Batman and Justice Incarnate. And uh, it will be drawn by Rafa Sandoval. Mm -hmm. uh, and issue 75 of Justice League will be the final issue of Justice League because the title of this oversized issue is Death of the Justice League, where all but one Justice League member will die. Uh, and the, in the, the goal of this story, or, or the follow-up from this story, is to show what a world without a Justice League looks like, 
and how the other characters handle that and then step up to the plate and, and deal with their absence. Yes. Okay, so. We kind of knew something like this was coming with Future State. Well, it's sort kind of, sort of, but. Yeah. Here's, on the surface, do I have a problem with the quote-unquote, and I'm doing, for, for the people watching, right. I'm doing the actual quotation thing. He's doing air quotes. Or, or yeah, <laughs> or I'm tickling the ghost, which, whatever you want. <laughs> uh, but, um, but um, uh, hopefully it's goes. the ghost of you know somebody good looking like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh, but um, but um, yeah, so I'm okay to, hypothetically with the death of the Justice League storyline because let's be honest, death in comic books is as temporary as. Uh, you know, uh, unpasteurized milk. There you go. Thank you. There you go. Uh, um, so you know, it is what it is. But for this story to work for me, Donnie. Okay. Okay. If you're saying the purpose of doing this is, and Joshua Williamson, Williamson said. It's not going to be like, you know, the next month there's going to be a brand new number one or three, four months down the line, they're going to come back. You know, this is somewhat permanent, according to Joshua Williamson. Yes. For this story to have any, like, meaning or value for me, if you're going to do this, and the point is to show the effect it has on the DC universe and how the other heroes step up. Well, let's assume all the heavy hitters are dying, right? So Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman. Black Martian Canary. Man. Yeah, Black, Black Canary, Canary and, and Green Arrow were in the picture. Yeah, let's say most of them except for one is dying. For this story to have any value to me, and for me to care about, about a Justice League title that I've currently dropped, then you have to have the characters that die not appearing in their core books. So if Batman dies, then I don't want to see him in Batman or Detective. Mm -hmm. If Superman dies, then, okay, we're seeing John in Superman, so that'll be status quo. Right. But I don't want to see, and I'm loving Philip Kennedy Johnson's run, but if Superman is, if you want me to believe that Superman is dead, then I shouldn't be seeing him in, in action comics. I shouldn't be seeing Jon Stewart in Green Lantern. I shouldn't be seeing Barry or Wally or whichever one they decide to, to kill in Flash. Mm -hmm. Right? So my point, like, if I can read Justice League 75 and watch them, or all but one of them die, mm -hmm. but then in April and May and subsequent months, I can go to Detective Comics and Batman and see, hey, there's Bruce Wayne. Why do I give a crap about mm -hmm. this death that happened in Justice League? Well, that's a good point. Like, it, it, to me, if it doesn't affect the wider DC universe, and by that I mean the books that they're inhabiting, then I just don't care. That's a good point. So, that, that like, I don't understand why, like, if you're going to do this, then 
the only way this works is one of two ways. If that is the if that is the 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 spark that causes the Justice League of the Future State books to form, and that's our new Justice League. If that's the case, I'll go along with it. Or if in the Justice League's absence, the JSA reemerges and fills in and gets their own book, then I'll be down with it, right? Okay. But if it, if it doesn't have any of that, if none of that happens, or if the other way I'll be down with it, let's say Nightwing, um, you know, um, Wally, uh, Roy, uh, Donna, uh, Miss Martian, um, somebody from the air. Well, I already said Arrow. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Aqualad. If those guys step up and become the, the, the Justice League, right? Mm -hmm. Then I'll go along with it because they're using these legacy characters and showcasing how they would react and their importance to the DC universe. But if you're not going to do any of that, then why do I care? This, right. is my, this is my issue with the whole thing. Is, and I already know that in April... They've just announced that Batman is returning to Detective Comics. Shocker. And it's going from a weekly schedule th to a back to a monthly schedule. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But again, so if Batman is showing up again in Detective Comics in April, why am I supposed to invest in this death of the Justice League story? But isn't that going to be Jace that's showing up or is it actually going to be no, Bruce? It's Bruce Wayne. Bruce, okay. Well, as far as the deaths go, yeah. I'll give you one guess who I'm rooting for to survive. John. <laughs> wow, you got it. I'm so shocked, Donny. <laughs> it's about as shocked as I get it when I see a new hashtag campaign from the cult. <laughs> I don't know what cult I'm talking about. But yes. Like, yeah. yes. The cult is that cult. But yeah, yeah, right. it's about as shocking as seeing them hashtagging stuff. Yes. But no, but yeah, look, look I don't, but considering that one of the covers showed a Green Lantern costume. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're 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 crap on luck here, Donnie. But it, it could be, and and uh, you know, I took great pains in looking at who was there. It, it's it's not Jessica, and yeah. it's not Hal, and it's not Kyle, it's not Simon. Yeah, but again, so. but again, at least with the Green Lantern book, if John is not there, insert any one of these characters in that book, and it works. It makes sense to still have a Green Lantern book. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for. Kal-El to be in Action Comics on War World when Justice League is telling me he's dead. Mm -hmm. like, this is the issue I have with this. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. The only reason I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm going to pick this up and we'll probably review it because it's a big deal is sure, because Joshua Williamson is writing it. That's the only reason I have any confidence or desire to read the story. Because April is already telling me, oh, don't worry about it, Bruce Wayne's going to be back. He's back in Detective. Like, here's why the, the death of Superman was so interesting. Because for about a year, Superman was nowhere to be seen. Right. Supergirl, Cyborg Superman, uh, uh, Steel, Superboy, they all took over his books. So you really legitimately felt like, holy crap, 
Superman is actually dead. Here, it's just like, oh, don't worry, they're just dead in this book. But in these books, unless you tell me at the start of each of those books, this takes place prior to the death of, of, of insert character name here, in Justice League. Then, then, okay, I get it. But still, if you want me to feel the effects of these deaths, and I can still read their own adventures, I don't feel any effect of that. No, I get what you're saying, but it sounds like they're they're going to do something to like ram the point home that these characters are gone for a while. But we'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah, on the surface of what I'm reading, it doesn't like it. It, it sounds like, and again, part of it is it's comics that got to sell books, but mm. part of it sounds like just a sales gimmick. Look, it's issue seventy-five. We're ending the book, and they're all gonna die. Sure, Jan. Okay. <laughs> but I can read them in Flash and Action and Detective and Batman. Like, if they told me, hey, not only is Jace Fox going to be in I Am Batman, he's also taking over the Batman book. Then I'd start believing it. Oh, well, maybe this is legitimate. Okay. But right now, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, the, yeah. this, is, this is my issue. Like, like if... You're saying they, they got to prove it to you. They have to prove the importance. That way, that's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yes. like me, if they're going to die, make it have an effect on the other books they appear in. Otherwise, it's just pointless, and you're just buying time until you 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 re you restart the Justice League book at a fresh number one. And again, if the JSA comes in and, and fills the void, or the the legacy character, like I wish that the, the the DC would do a better like when, when they introduce Kyle, they had a good long run with Kyle as the Green Lantern and made use of that legacy character. Now, now they've put him on the shelf, which I think is unjust. But I digress. Right. But, but for a time, they were making use of him. Same with Wally; he was the main the main Flash when Barry was dead. Right. Yeah, I still want that story with Kyle and Kilowog by Cena Grace DC, please. So do I. But, yes. but you get what I'm saying with how, you know, Barry was replaced by Wally. And yeah. for a good long time, Wally was yes. the Green That's what they need to do here if they want it to mean anything. Yeah, you're saying and, that it, it should have some punch. And yeah. it should be it should be company wide, not Yeah. Not just self contained to that book. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So Look, I, like I said, we'll read it, we'll review it, but just based on that announcement, I don't. They can tell me it's going to show me how the world moves on without a Justice League and without these characters. But if they're still alive in their own books, kind of defeats the purpose. All right. So shall we get to Green Lantern number ten now? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so what we see here, issue number 10, and this is part of the run with Jeff Thorne and Tom Rainey and Marco Santucci. Although, based on the credits here, I think it's actually Chris Cross. Yeah, he's drawing the John Stewart story. This, and, this particular, yeah. Yes, and uh, so I, some things to say about that. I will we'll, uh, make some observations later. John is being presented with possible futures here, ultimately leading to the question, how will he choose his future? 
And it's future one, state to be specific. It's future state, right? And that's actually mentioned here. You know, so we see the one possible future. Excuse me, where he's got the long hair and the goatee, that look that we saw in Future State, and he's being addressed in this reality as Lord Prefect. And so he's not comfortable with it either. He's he's yeah exactly. He's like I just wish people would call me John. Yeah. And there's a lot of adulation, though. Before that goes too far, though, we see that he's pulled back into the timeline that we saw in the previous issue with the Lightbringer. And Lonar tells John, you need to contain the God Storm. Um, let me just say this. Jeff Thorne writes deeply here. You cannot skip over panels, which I think everybody does from time to time looking for like you know the big event that's happening. Yeah. Jeff Thorne with with the dialogue as well as the art that he directs his artists to draw every panel means something. Yeah. Agrees. So, so John then enters a place. He says, "Hold on a second. And again he jumps to yet another timeline, only this is a place that he calls the manifold. And again, you can't skip over panels because you'll get lost in Jeff Thorne's imagination. Yeah, it's very, if you're not paying attention, it's very easy to get lost here. And we see a big moment here, one that I was hoping that we would see, and that is John reunited with Katmatui. And Chris Cross, oh my goodness, does he draw her beautifully here. Yeah, that's what we when we, <laughs> when we were talking earlier about the multiverse wives that there was, if there was a DC Comics version of me, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, so she would be on, yeah. she would be on yeah. your list. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, she's very, she and yeah, you know, I wouldn't want to fight John for her, though because no, I'm okay. sure yeah he would ball me up in a ball and toss me away. But yeah, um, let me just say here, one of my favorite moments in John's history as well as like. One of my favorite romantic moments ever in DC history. It comes from Green Lantern number 189, when John makes it very obvious that he is leaning in to kiss Katma for the first time. And she's like, Look, you know, I don't understand what a kiss is. You know, I'm I'm an alien. I don't have the same customs as you. And she's like, I won't understand. And he kisses her anyway. And she pulls away and like kind of puts her hands to her lips and then puts her hand on his hand and is like, I think I understand. John's got game, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm probably going to upset some of the people who love the Justice League cartoon because they want, you know, John with, with Hawk Girl. I, to me, if I had to pick John being with someone, it would be Captain. So that would be, that would be your ship there? Uh, I, I just think these two work together, you know? They have a huge. They have more of a history than the cartoon with John fair, and Hawk Girl. Yeah, so. fair enough. Yeah, look in the cartoon universe, he can end up with with yeah. uh, with Hawk Girl. Yeah, and nothing he, against Shiera, but yeah. I just I really like this from Green Lantern's past. So. Yeah, no, I know it's a, you know, that's a real like the way you described it. It's a, it's a real, you know, from the first kiss to the last moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at this point, John, again, refers to himself as ascended. Now with godlike powers, he says that he actually built the worlds in the manifold. There's And there's some beautiful coloring here. Oh, so, the coloring is amazing. But, yeah. but, I, but really what, 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 what strikes me is that if he's able to do all this, 
he is incredibly powerful now. Like, mm-hmm. he's got to be one of the most powerful beings in the DC universe at this point. Well, if he has the powers similar to one of the Guardians, yeah. then yes. I mean, we're talking about one of the more powerful characters in the DC universe. Right, so. right, right, right. Yeah. So John refers to hypertime, and he explains it as splinters of timelines that don't go anywhere. And he actually tells Katma that he stopped the God Storm. And again, so we're I'm going to assume here we're talking about a future that's you know, that has passed the main timeline that we're seeing and that he ate the God storm that he had about a second to decide what to do. So he mm-hmm. ate the God storm, mm-hmm. which I think is a callback to mosaic number 18. When right. John, when John ate his ring to become, you know, the bridge to have guardian like powers, the fact sure. that he eats the God storm, I think that's kind of uh, an allusion to that. Call so back, yeah, because Jeff has always said that, he, you know, He's going to call back to that story when it, when it. Oh, yeah. And he does his homework. So, yeah. yeah. So, John and Katma fly from the manifold to a place called the Great Lighthouse, where we see about 300 resurrected lanterns, including Amanita. Remember, Amanita was the lantern that saved John Stewart yes, early yes. in the series. So, Amanita is alive. So John is pulled through yet another wormhole here back into the main timeline where Isak says that he's this attack, he's doing this for light ray. And he's trying to reset reality because in his words, reality is foul and corrupted. Oh, he's visiting our world, I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I could go off on a few politicians right now, but I'm not going to. That's a different podcast. And so one of the things that we see here is, again, back to John choosing between different future paths. And one of the things he says here is he sees five versions of himself. And he says, sage, lord, soldier, savage. And then as he says, I choose, and his power is gathering, all of a sudden he says, I see Oa. Now the story transitions, and we see the anti-guardian back on Oa. Yes. By the way, I love how Marco Santucci drew the anti-guardian. This is just a creepy-looking character. It also, really wanna... is. Go yeah. ahead, yeah. It's a really creepy-looking, but, but fantastic. You know, just... And I want to say this too: sound is a difficult thing at times to convey in a comic book form. Obviously, yeah. But I like the lettering here because it looks like a booming, powerful voice that says, "Heed your master, ye thieves and slaves. Your time in the light is done." You know. Now I'm reading this as a pirate in my head. Your time in the light is done. I, that's not how it's doing it. But I, I, in all seriousness, I like how overpowering the page makes it seem. It gives right. you the right feeling, the right backdrop for what's going you're, you're on You're really immersed into what's going on, for sure. Yeah. So we see that, and again, the anti-guardian, this is Koyos, and the motivation here is, we're told it's crimes against magic. Okay? Remember, the bright circle, magic wielders. Yes, Enter the yes. bright circle, by the way. And something I noticed for the first time in this issue is that each of the bright circle they seem to have like an elemental aspect to them like mm, one is water 
one true, fire, right? yeah. wind and land, that that kind of thing. So hadn't noticed that before. I like Isn't that. that. A song or a band? I'm not sure. Yes, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And don't ask oh, me yeah, what they yeah. say because I don't know. <laughs> you ask me music questions, this podcast yeah, will be five hours is, long. Music is not your thing. Yeah. And, and boring. <laughs> Unless you like seeing somebody squirm and going, um, you know, anyway. So we see that Joe's ring. Now, remember, we were wondering last episode, is her ring depowered? Okay. It's not completely depowered. And when she dons her uniform, I have to say, interesting visual here. Like her locks, like her normal, like civilian locks turn into the hairstyle. And I'm I'm not a hairstyle person, obviously. I don't know exactly what it's called, but <laughs> it, it turns into like like you can see that her ring affects her hair. And so it's not just yeah. But that's cool because like I like she's it, trying yeah. to, if she's trying to like outside of her Green Lantern duties, mm-hmm. she's trying to mean some semblance of the secret identity. Yeah. When your entire sense. hairstyle changes, you know, that can help the cause. Right. So, yeah. And I, like I said, I just, I like that little like touch that she has, you know, kind of an on duty persona. And then she has, yeah. you know, her civilian persona. So, right. So she uses her ring to power up the lanterns who are wearing armor from Oa. And after we get through the narrative here, there, there's another little part that I don't want to skip over to make sure that we call it out at the end because it's a huge thing that Jeff Thorne added to the mythos here. The Guardians arrive, by the way. Okay, the last we saw them, they were entangled. Somehow yeah. they have arrived. Now, we don't get the answer to this yet. Um, and one of them is actually Nemocini. Now... The anti-Guardian calls the Guardians the Blight. They're like, we're the Blight on the universe. And he calls out names of planets, Maltus, Odom, Zamorin, Helix, Oa, all of these planets experiencing some kind of catastrophe, uh, some mm. kind of catastrophic end. And he's mm. like, we're the cause for that. And g- given their history, you can see where he's going with that. Mm-hmm. And I like that he, there's there's a beautiful scene too. He just explodes with power. Remember, he actually has the central power battery, like the reconstructed battery yes, yes. on his chest. And he explodes with power as the lanterns are attacking him and the guardians. And th- they're no match for him. You know, he's far too powerful. So as the issue is about to come to an end, we see a voice say, by the way, Lantern Mullane, you missed a check-in. And it's revealed that, guess what? It's the Justice League, including Hal Jordan. I'm so all shocked. You, all you people out there at the beginning Jeff of the Thorne, series. He, according to the internet, Jeff Thorne hates uh, Hal Jordan and was going to kill him off. How is this possible? I, I saw rumors, numerous places that are like, oh, yeah, Hal Jordan's been killed by Red Lanterns. <clears throat> no, that's not the case. By the way, Marco Santucci draws a great Hal Jordan. He draws so, a great Justice League. Yeah. So whenever they bring him back to life, you know, the Justice League, mm-hmm. if you want, because let's be honest, they're going to be back to life eventually. If you want to put Marco Santucci on that book too, <laughs> I'd be down with it. Mm-hmm. So the big thing that I was talking about, so that's how the issue ends. The Justice League arrives. They're going to join the fight. Big cliffhanger. I like that. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to see, you know, next issue. Because, again, the Anti-Guardian is overpowering everyone on Oa at this point. The other 
Go ahead, sir. Not gonna, not gonna lie, Donnie. When when um, when there was that off-panel voice, I was secretly hoping it was Kyle. Oh, that, that's my. I have two questions, and I'll get to that after. After I okay, let's cover the 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 big revelation here. Yeah, the big revelation first, and then yeah. then we'll talk about like questions. Okay. So the big revelation, and I really like how how Jeff handled this here. Sure. Joe's ring, we learned that Joe's ring that was given to her and given to her in Far Sector was forged by Nemesini, okay. separate from the central power battery, to make her a wild card against this plot by Koyos and the Bright Circle. Right. Because evidently she knew that something was up here. She didn't trust Koyos. She knew that a, a power source needed to exist, a power source needed to exist outside of the central power battery. Joe's ring works independently of that. So I like how that far sector has now been, the importance of that story has it, now it been in, integrated yeah. into the main DC continuity. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, I would assume that there was some conversation between Jeff and, and the writer of, uh, of Far Sector. Yeah, N.K. Jemison. Well, he said when when he was on with us that he had never spoken with her. So okay, I, I wonder, I'm like, had, did he at least send word to her and say, "This is what I'm going to do. Is this okay with you?" I don't know. So uh, maybe not. Who knows? But either yeah. way, I like that how it, it, it in retrospect it, it fits it fits nicely given what we saw of her getting her ring in her in that book. Mm -hmm. it, it fits. You can you can believe that. That exactly. Backstory By the way, if you haven't read Far Sector, read Far Sector. Oh, absolutely. Yes. N.K. Jemison and Jamal Campbell did an excellent job. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So my last two questions. Number one is, I still want to know. I'm like, we know that Sinestro wasn't responsible for this, but did he know about any of this? I'm so hmm. curious. Given Sinestro's kind of reach and how his hands are seemingly everywhere you know I, I can believe that he knew about this it's it's plausible yeah he may not again he may not have been actively involved in this it, it doesn't seem like he was at this point but did he did he know did he have some kind of foreknowledge? i can see it yeah so maybe i'll ask jeff about that at some point i try not to badger the guy <laughs> uh good strategy yeah and of course my other question is Where's Kyle? <laughs> That's been your question since uh, the last time he showed up. No, no, it's the last time he showed up in what was it, Titans? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that his last appearance? Well, no, he, no, he was in this. Yeah, he, he appeared in this briefly, yeah. but but in terms of a speaking role and and a real oh, a big role. Well, yeah, like I mean, he like he was in this for a few panels, so right. Yeah, so but you're right. It was it was a. Uh, it was the last run of Titans. You, you've been asking that since Titans, realistically. Yeah, exactly. Where, where's so. Kyle, right? So, who knows? Hopefully, we'll see him again soon. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be Jeff Jeff Thorne who's doing it. It's just, you know. Well, Jeff did hint that he had some kind of plan for Kyle beyond right. that's this, true. this yeah, arc. That's so. true. Yeah. yeah. No, but a, a really strong issue. Um, I love this issue was just so jam packed with stuff, and there was there's so much, oh man, so much going on here. And yeah, 
Don't start with this issue, though. If you haven't read this run, don't pick this up just because you like Jon Stewart. You better read the other nine because you're not going to understand yeah, anything confused. that's going on. <laughs> In fact, but, you better read the future state stuff as well. So Yeah, yeah. Better better get a comprehensive kind of yeah. background on all this. But I... So here's the covers, by the way. Really like this. Yeah, this is the main cover. This yeah. is more indicative of what's going on in there. I like this because it has just, the art is beautiful. The Sinestro core is not in it, but still like it. So yeah, for sure. So, but no, it's impressive. Like like I said, the immense power that John has, and the fact that his importance is being brought to the forefront and increasing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a great thing. Speaking and, of, if you'll notice the middle here, the Green Lantern symbol, it looks like it is repowering, like it's powering up again. I don't know if I can. Ah, yeah, actually, I, you know what? I I gotta be honest with you. I didn't notice that on the first on the first go around. You think I spend a lot of time looking at Green Lantern stuff? Just a bet. Tiny, tiny bit. <laughs> you spend all your time thinking about you know the little details of every Green Lantern issue, and I. Like Santa Claus, formulate a list every day. Uh, <laughs> but it's not about who deserves a toy or another toy. Uh, I got other things on my mind. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's not you know, that. Um, no wonder you like Kyle. <laughs> they, 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 oh, I'm telling you, man, me and him, we'd be buddies. <laughs> I'd be like, you need uh, somebody over there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he's perfect. He's got coffee. Red, red dude's right there. They could cast me as Kyle Rayner. As long as great drawing skills. <laughs> yeah. Cast me as Kyle Rayner and have me play opposite Connor Leslie as 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 um, uh, Wonder Girl, uh, Donna Troy. Yeah, I, I'd like that. Has nothing to do with John Stewart, but whatever. <laughs> I <don't care. laughs> well, remember John John was his mentor. I mean, think about that. You get wisdom from John Stewart, you get yeah. to date Jade and Donna Troy. I really, I mean, you get drawing skills and you get New York coffee. That sounds like a good a time. The guy, he, he can't help but be a winner. Um, but no, I, I love the importance that John is like the power level and the importance that he's that's being showcased here. Uh, I just love the sci fi insanity that's going on in his book right now. Um, and um, I like that John. Even though he's being overwhelmed, but not overwhelmed, but being consumed. By the way, I love this design. This, yeah, that's cool. I want that. In, I want that in figure form so Perfect. bad. Perfect. Oh, because oh. you have so you have so much room over there for more figures, Danny. <laughs> um, but no, I um, like even though he's being really engulfed in all this power. I love that the choice is ultimately still up to him which path he's going to take, at least from what they're making it seem. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, and I hope we get an, some sort of an announcement of what's happening beyond this particular story. Yeah, I, ho I hope soon. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am definitely up for seeing what Jeff has to offer beyond this initial story. So Yeah. So let's hope that, that we get that info um, soon. But uh, for me, uh, I'm going to give, hmm. 
I'm just, yeah, I'm not going to, because I've been reading the whole way through, I'm not going to take a, any potential points off for, for, for being, you know, not being as, like, if you haven't been reading, like Donnie was saying, you can't pick this up. But that's yeah, not Jeff's you're not fault. Gonna understand. Yeah. That's not Jeff's fault. That's your fault for not reading. So <laughs> I'm going to give it a five for the story and a five for the art. A perfect 10 for me. I'm loving this one. Likewise, I, again, I loved John Stewart, that, that one outfit that I just showed you from John's part of the story. I love the anti guardian. Look at you today. You're a fashion designer, a hairstylist. You're all over the place. <laughs> I can tell you how to remove hair quite yeah. well. I, I got one haircut down to a science. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, and I, like I said, I like the anti guardian. I like all the visuals, the coloring in this, the way the manifold looked, and the writing. Like I said, it's bringing so many threads together i just love it so yeah right. i can't wait till the next issue fantastic issue um and um we can speculate and discuss what might happen on social media uh if you if our viewers and listeners so choose so donnie where can they find you you can find me on twitter as the emerald enthusiast let's talk comics let's talk collectibles let's talk green lantern also, remember to go to my YouTube channel where I do lots of product reviews, things like this behind me. So, mm -hmm. Indeed, they're all good. They're all great. That's what got him the job here. So go watch his channel. Uh, and if you want to talk to me about Green Lantern, uh, you can, at Adam underscore Leeds fan. The podcast network has its own uh, Twitter page, at MMNPDC. Uh, we have a Facebook group too, so if Facebook is more your style, you can talk with us there. The link to join is in the description below. Click the link, I'll add you, and we can continue the conversation there. But until next time, remember that Jon Stewart and Green Lantern are forever. From the, few, the first future state he has to decide uh, to choose from, to the last. There you go, brought it so home. <laughs> So long, everyone.